0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the JPW interview series. I'm here today with Alex Hubler. I'm Brian McWhite and uh, Alex has been with us for uh, we just said almost s- three, years. almost three years, which is crazy. Yeah. I said maybe two and you're like, no, nah, it's actually coming up on three. So amazing. And you've been in the real estate business for I mean, you've been licensed for seven. Yep, Been really hitting it hard for about five. Yep. Right. And today, I uh, the reason I wanted to have you on today was to talk about the ideas of consistency and steadiness in business. I think that those are attributes of realtors that kind of goes, I don't know, under the radar. It's one of those things that we all assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but very, very few agents actually have the discipline, the steadiness and the consistency that they need to make their business go long term. And I just feel like you're such a good example of that. So now I've set the bar really high. Are you ready to clear it? <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> well, um, okay. First of all, tell us just a little bit about yourself. Tell us about Cassie. How are things going with you guys?
1: Yep. Um, yeah, I've been in the, like you said, I've been in the real estate business for seven years. Uh, I've been on my own for five of those seven years. So, um, so yeah, I've, I've been in, you know, I've got my feet wet here and, um, and yeah, you mentioned Cassie. She's my wife. Um, we have a daughter, Nora, who's uh, gonna turn three pretty soon mm-hmm. here. And um, and like we were talking about before, uh, we have a, a baby on the way as wow. well. So growing family.
0: So uh, excited for you, man. Congratulations. <laughs>
1: yeah. Thanks. It gives gives me a little more fuel to my fire uh, I bet. when it comes to real estate. So. I
0: bet. That's great. Um, One of the things that we talked about last time we got together was morning routine. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of consistent to hear about what your morning routine is. And it's actually... It now influenced my morning routine a little bit. Good. So yeah, let, let me hear what you do. As yeah. I sit here and drink my my coffee that I, I, I need to have. <laughs> yeah, no,
1: um, I think morning routine is super important to, you know, staying on your A game and and meeting your goals. And like we talked about last time we got together, um, part of that is having the right mindset. And so I think in the past, I've kind of focused on more of overall health as far as like, you know, running and biking and being physically fit. But lately I've shifted more towards um, kind of more of a the, the mental side of things. And part of that is, you um, I, I don't necessarily call it meditation, but it, it is probably an aspect of medi- meditation. Um, specifically, he's kind of this wackadoo kind of guy. His name's Wim Hof. Um, I'd heard him on uh, Tim Ferriss's podcast okay. and some yeah. other podcasts. and That's um, when I first heard him, too. Yeah, super interesting guy. Um, but anyways, I listened to him a handful of times and I was like, this guy sounds insane,
0: but (laughs) I kind of like it (laughs) because (laughs) he he does this breathing method. That's Mm -hmm. kind of intense. Yep. And and then pairs it with cold showers or cold baths cold therapy exactly yep so yeah so it's kind of intense um,
1: it is yeah it's just breathing exercise and i don't talk to anyone about it other than like you and maybe a couple other people so it's a little uncomfortable but, <laughs> <laughs> but but it's a it's something that that you can do just you know at home kind of part of your morning routine or bedtime routine and it just kind of grounds you like
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. So l- l- let me tell you what I'm doing right now. Cause I, mm. I we ta- I had heard about him on Tim Ferriss as well. Mm-hmm. I thought a while ago, I should, I should try this out. And then you and I had happy hour mm-hmm. and you really find a lot of value in this. Yep. So I was like, all right, I, I, I got to try it. So Laura and I started the 20 day challenge kind of thing. Yep. And so we do the, so it's, it's, it's three rounds of breathing. It's about a 12, 13 minute breathing exercise. Mm-hmm. And then you get in the, sh- at least this is what I'm doing. You get in the shower, you do your normal shower but then for the first week the last 30 seconds of the shower you put that water as cold as you possibly can yeah <laughs> and you just suck it up and deal with it and try to breathe through it while your whole body's going <laughs> <laughs> you know yep. and you, it, the whole point is trying to bring you down and also obviously the water the cold water is good for inflammation and all that yep and then you build up where you know right now i'm at a minute and you build up to two minutes yep um and what i have found i'm really curious to see how we haven't talked about this mm-hmm. since i started this What I have found is that, you know, you mentioned mindset. It is, it it feel, I get out of there and it feels like I have, I've had, three cups of coffee in a therapy session mm-hmm. <laughs> like it immediately turns my sort of morning stuck i need some inertia thing and transforms it into like i'm ready to go yep is that what you found helpful and appealing about it for sure okay because um, i'll find myself at times where i'm you
1: know i'm hard on coffee i'm drinking tons of coffee and then i get all jittery and i'm all like yeah. cranked up and then it like you know it, it it kind of carries over to more of like your psyche and you're, you know, you're kind of more on edge and you're kind of more irritable almost. Whereas, you know, I always am trying to find that way to kind of like cool out and, you know, not be so on edge. Yeah. And, and you know, part of that too is, so like I said, I used to drink a lot of coffee, then I switched to, to green tea. I like tea, it be, you know, it still gives you a little bit of that pep, but it yep. doesn't quite give you the jitters. And and then kind of the next step there was, you know, finding Wim Hof or some type of a meditation practice. and. Yeah. Um, that's what's worked really good for me, yeah.
0: It's been so helpful for me. So, I appreciate the I kind like, of encouragement. Like, try this out. I like hearing it because yeah. I don't preach it. So, yeah, instant. no, I know you don't. <laughs> I don't even know how it came up in our conversation, yeah. but I think you know what it was. I think you just asked me,
1: Is do you do any type of like meditation oh, or anything right. like that? Which I thought was so funny because that same week my that's dentist right. asked me, and I was like, What is going your on? Dentist. All these people are asking me if I meditate. Your dentist <laughs> and your broker are interrogating you <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: about meditation. <laughs> that's, that's great, yeah, that's Funny. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, okay, so let's, let's move a little bit into business here. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to the theme of consistency and steadiness. How? Okay, uh, in my experience, I think in all of our experiences, realtors come into the business and they tend to be looking for a magic bullet. Mm-hmm. They tend to think that all the best realtors have a card up their sleeves that they don't have and they need to find the card. Yep. And we're mm-hmm. always preaching to people, there is no magic bullet. Mm-hmm. There, isn't, there is no card to sleeve. It's steadiness and consistency. Yeah. So I'd like to ask you how those themes have showed up in your business and helped power your business. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's exactly that. It's consistency and and knowing your strengths,
1: knowing your weaknesses, and then tapping into your strengths. And, and for me, you know, there's, for me, it's finding a model that works for me and then sticking with it. And, uh, And then I think like you've said before, you know, kind of like see how far we can take that and, you know, how far can we tap into this? And, and for me, you know, cold calling and you know prospecting and more of like a traditional salesy approach isn't like that's not one of my strengths Mm -hmm. it's something i can do but it's more of a stretch so with that you know it's finding you know where are my strengths my strengths are i i know a lot of people i have this big sphere of, of of you know friends family you know acquaintances and and providing value for them and and just kind of knowing that there is a model and that if you adhere to it you will have results mm-hmm. so if there's you know high times great you know kind of have fun but then if you know there's a quiet time just have faith but not necessarily blind faith in that model sure you chose a model well first of all how did you choose a model did you just kind of I think it, I mean it's evolved over time. Yeah. I think that you know at my previous brokerage it was a little more of I think inherently their model is a little more of the door knocking and yep. the you know cold calling. Cold and the, yep, calling canceled and expired and you know really hammering home on that. While you know it, that I think is great for an agent. You know for some agents that's great, and I think some of the top producing agents that's what they do and it Especially works. Especially if them. you
0: don't start out with a sphere or something like yeah. that, you need to make cold contacts for yeah. sure. Especially like if move to a
1: new market or you know you're you're not you know in an area where you know a lot of people um
0: for sure that's a good model um so so yeah i think consistency just comes back to that that was the model that you kind of like came into the business under, but your model has evolved. Yeah, and So you've got a business plan that you kind of like... Yeah, and so part of
1: that was sitting down with you and Josh yeah. and and you guys kind of know, seeing these different models. And I'd worked on a team before and they had a model that worked really well for them, but it wasn't necessarily the model that would work best for me, but it still taught me the fact that there is a model and if you yeah. adhere to it, you're gonna have results. Yeah,
0: so as you're working your model, are there, can you think of examples of things that you have to say no to, the things you don't do in order to stick to that model and believe in that model? Yeah, it's
1: fighting the urge to do the cold calling and to do the do the things that I don't have results from and stop wasting my time on these things where like I used to have, you know, a call system where I would, you know, it. it think of it just as calling through the phone book. Yeah. And and for me, you know, I did generate a little bit of business off of it. But for, you know, if you calculate, you know, your time on task and how much effort you're putting into it and the results you're getting, I wasn't getting the results that I would want. Yeah. So when I sat down with you and Josh, it was super easy to say, OK, where's your business currently coming from? How are you doing it? And then you guys kind of knew of more models to
0: then kind of tap into and and kind of reposition myself. Yeah. Was there a reason early on that you didn't want to go more toward your sphere that you kind of, is it just that that's the model you were taught early on is like cold call, door knock, mailers? Um,
1: I just, I don't like it when people call me and are like, hey, like you want to buy my product? It's yeah. like, no, I don't No, You ask, like, I don't, I don't know. I'm gonna.
0: I'm fine. So, so okay. <laughs> so, so, did you? What made your mind change? Like, how did you start calling your people? What What made you feel okay with getting in touch with your sphere?
1: Um, kind of coming just from a, a a position of value, providing value, not not. Hey, I want to sell you a house for me. Yeah. Like, I want you to get into a house that is your, you know, that's going to help you out in your situation. This isn't about me. I'm gonna yeah. like don't like this isn't about me. I want to provide value. And um, that that mainly I think, you know, I also right after college, I did an internship doing financial advising and super, I mean, awesome experience. I met cool people. I, I learned a lot about the business. And I, at that time, I thought that's what I wanted to do. But it, I didn't feel passionate about it because not everyone needed the products that I was pushing especially at our t- you know my stage in life when a college kid doesn't necessarily need you know to be buying these like stocks and like investment portfolios and I mean it's probably a great idea but uh, but not everyone's able to do it. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so I think, yeah, that's what that's ultimately what
0: started to kind of push me in the direction of real estate was because we all need a place to live. I think that that, that, cha- that change in mindset from I need to get you to buy something, I need to sell you something, to I'm going to provide value to you. We say it here so often. It yeah. feels like a broken record, but mm-hmm. it transforms businesses. For sure. A- another agent that you know, Brian Houts in our office, mm-hmm. same thing. He mm-hmm. came into the business... Uh, building his business. And he had a pretty big sphere as well, just like mm-hmm. you. Yep. And he built his business really on door knocking, cold calling and, and stuff like that, which produced some results and helped him build his sphere, for, sphere further. Mm-hmm. But he didn't want to call into his sphere for the same reason. I don't want yeah. to like bother my people with yeah. stuff. Um, but as soon as he realized, okay, no, 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 I'm going to enter in and provide value, which in my mind just means Providing something that they can use that's useful to them or mm-hmm. making them feel good. Yeah. That's it. And, and you can see it
1: in his business. I mean, he's killing it. And yeah. and it's a direct result of kind of
0: being able to reposition yourself and provide value. Well, and you too. I mean, you're living, you are now enjoying the kind of business that you want to have. Yeah. Because you're working with your friends. You're just providing value to, to people that you know. Mm-hmm. You're doing great work. You're a craftsman. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a really enjoyable realtor life. Yeah, for sure. It, it It's definitely... It, sitting down with you
1: guys and being able to kind of identify that model is just given a lot more like calm and peace to know that you don't it's not it doesn't have to be as much of a hustle and a grind yeah. as as maybe you might think it
0: is. Yeah. I I think that, that when I when I sit down with agents who don't want to tap into their sphere and I ask them what if there was a way to tap into your sphere? What if there was a way to call people where they wouldn't say like Ugh, another one of my friends selling something? Just what if? Yeah. Just that question gets people think like, oh, well, what is it? Is there one? Yeah. and It's really not that difficult. Yeah.
1: And I think a lot of people's apprehension or agents apprehension to tap into their sphere might be because you see that, you know, you might see, um, somebody who is a successful sales agent but you know first they're in this industry and then they're in that industry and they're moving on kind of mm-hmm. quickly and it's almost like a turn and burn yeah. whereas you know and that's something that I've adopted too that or not that but that um, that contributes to my consistency is I'm all in on real estate I have been and I will continue to be and I'm not going to be moving on to that next kind of you know business or or what have you it's it's real estate all in full-time yeah. full service
0: yep so I want to get to that. I want to get to kind of where your business is and where you want to take it and how steadiness and consistency play a role in that. Mm-hmm. Let me just ask you about your last year. Mm-hmm. You, you uh, If I got your numbers right, you in the last year got about 10 listings pending and closed, yep. about four buyers pending mm-hmm. or closed, about 5 million volume. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you end up so listing heavy? That's wherever every agent wants to be. (laughs) Yeah, right.
1: (laughs) And I think that that's contributed to my consistency. And and it's interesting that you say that, you know, that is very listing heavy as opposed to, you know, 50-50 or very buyer heavy. And, um, in the past, so last year I think was interesting because it was COVID yeah. and it was, you know, this crazy market that we're in. And um, prior to that, I had been pretty 50-50, like for every buyer, I had a seller. And and that I think is where everyone wants to be because, mm-hmm. you know, you kind of have the best of both worlds. It's just a healthy, balanced business model. Um, so so f- to go from that 50-50 to pretty heavy listings is, um, it's a good thing. I'm happy about it. I think anybody would be happy about it, but you could also feel like I left money on on the table by not having more buyers. And sure, there's part of me that feels that way, but at the same time, you know, COVID marketplace is crazy and, and it, definitely excluded some buyers that, you know, aren't able to buy or just don't want to deal with the competitiveness
0: or yeah. for whatever reason, um, have removed them from that buyer pool. So you, so you said no to some buyers last year, said, mm-hmm. essentially, I'm not going to be able to help you yep. last year. And that's why yep. your buyer numbers a little bit lower? Yep. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. There, there was definitely an aspect of that. Um, I had also completed in springtime, had completed my first flip property. So that kind of, I'd say that that, because as we see, in real estate, like the time that like the effort that I put in now will come to fruition and, and show up, you know, months down the road. So I think six, the time twelve that, months, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it may years. Even. Yeah, yeah. So I think that time that I lost um, in real estate sales by focusing on a flip property kind of took away from maybe some of those buyers that could have mm. could have been there. But um, you know, it's six of one, half a dozen of another. Yeah, in, in possibly.
0: Situation. But also, I mean, it is worth saying, you know, when you're when you're brand new in the business you kind of got to take all the buyers that you can for sure um but you do get to a spot maybe earlier on than most realtors think where you have to say no Mm -hmm. to some buyers who um gosh i i I hate saying things like might not be worth the time because everyone's worth the time for sure but i mean yeah in this market if you're 250k and you're fha and you know, you have to wait. You can't go look at a listing unless it's already been on the market a weekend. Yeah. Uh, and, and I don't want to come off the wrong way
1: and sound like yeah. I said no
0: to people who exactly. are legitimate buyers. It just it just is that
1: much more of a challenge. And and, you know, I'm going to always be there for those people, you know, whether it's today, tomorrow, a year, five years, ten for years sure. down the road. But what's right for them might not be, you know, everyone's different and it might not be
0: the best time. That's the thing is, I, I don't think we're saying no to buyers. It's more like um, consistency and steadiness and commitment faithfulness is the word you use which i really yeah. like that word faithfulness mm-hmm. to your business plan to your model it's sometimes that can get so easily mm-hmm. derailed, derailed derailed <laughs> <laughs> if you are working with a buyer who you haven't been honest with mm-hmm. about the conditions of the market and what's possible yep. and you're just taking them on 50 showings to tour properties to kind of be nice yep which feels nice but it's also can be suicide for your business plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, So, okay, you you mentioned your your flip. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, we're both in this, you and I, to help build value into into our clients, help provide value to our people. But also, (laughs) we don't work for free. You know, we're trying to build something ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. So how does consistency and and and, um, and steadiness, how do you see that playing out long term? Where do you want to go from here? Obviously, you're doing a flip already, right, so you're starting to think investment properties. Yep, for sure. Um, well, I think if we take a step back and look at consistency in the past, it's kind
1: of what has got me to to here, and then that consistency will get to you know where I want to be in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that consistency is just always, you know, I think I'd mentioned it before. Is some of it's like personal finance stuff, and you know, just being able to having the comfort to say. I can't afford that even mm-hmm. if you've got even if you've got that you know the dollar in your hand and you can you know you physically can afford it but knowing trying to make wise decisions that will impact you further down the road like for example I, personally what's worked for me is buying real estate being in real estate, even so, like before, I was an agent. So ten years ago, I bought my first house, mm-hmm. primary, you know, just a place to live. Yep. Um, got roommates; they helped subsidize the cost of, of living. And you know, when and then I, I didn't go wild. I didn't remodel the house or anything. I just lived in it. Mm-hmm. And so I think. Owning real estate has consistently helped me get ahead and get to that next step as far as like my personal finances. um, We, I mean, I can go down the whole rabbit hole on that with you know if you own real estate we've I, I'm not you know no one knows what's going to happen in the future but what has happened for me is that the market has just continued to go up yep. so you know ended up you know once um, you know got together with Cassie we decided you know we would need to get our own place and not you know the house that I used to live with my roommates and so when you know sold that didn't put any money into it sold and, the place you had with roommates correct yep, yep. yep. Um, and it was a great house and I think on that note too is don't buy your dream house buy a house that you can afford and that yeah. you can live in. And so it, that wasn't my dream house, it was, it, but it served a great function, mm-hmm. a, you know, great spot to live. And um, so we sold that and made some good money and was able to put a nice down payment on the next house. Mm-hmm. And and again there, you know, we had the intention of living there forever and, and treated it that way, but also didn't spend boatloads of money on improvements. So yeah. that, it, it, and then went to go sell that when we started our family and needed to have more space. So, and again, there was able to make some money and be able to put even a bigger down payment on the next house. Mm-hmm. And and now we're in a position where we have a lower monthly payment and that allows for, um, you know, ebbs in f- seasonality in my sales business where if I have, you know, a, a little bit of slow time, well, I've got my expenses down yeah. and I'm able to, you know, kind of float through and it's not as big of an Im- impact. Yeah. So
0: I like what you said about, I mean, yeah. Okay. First of all, (laughs) if you're in real estate, if you're a real, if you're a real estate agent and you don't own real estate, what's happening? Yeah. (laughs) Like, let's talk about your long term goals and what you're trying to do here. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that, you know, Mm -hmm. you and and Cassie have a have a specific Mm -hmm. goal in mind. You've got a Mm -hmm. place where you want to go. I won't try Mm -hmm. to articulate what your goal is, but most people who are in this business for the long haul want to try to attain um, financial freedom and even freedom of place. Yep. So you can kind of be where you want, work where you want, when you want, with who you want. Yep. Um, and that goal requires consistency and um, and steadiness in your personal finances. And what you said was, don't necessarily buy the dream home. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love I mean, you you're kind of talking the language of bigger pockets yeah. right now. It, I know. And I need to tap into them. I haven't I know that everyone Well you've under- listened to their podcast a little bit.
1: A, a tiny little bit. Okay. Not yeah. not enough to speak confidently.
0: Huh? They're just so big on the little bit of money you save now that you can invest, it, it just explodes. Yep. Uh so going lean and trying to build that base and that foundation by consistently saying yes to the things for the kind of life you want to live, but no to the things that Maybe someone else tells you that you should want to have. Yep, for sure.
1: For sure. And I I think you you mentioned goals. I think that's part of consistency, too, is having a goal, writing it down, sticking to it. And, you know, you're going to be you're going to be able to reach your goals and be more consistent if you have a business plan and you have goals written down. Yeah. So
0: um, how do you do you mind if I ask how you and Cassie think about your goals? What is it that you want long term? Um, well, I mean, I, I I don't think it's that
1: complex. You just, you want a place to live. You want to be happy, healthy, and, you know, be able to raise a family and have the financial freedom to be able to do the things that you want. You don't, you don't have to have, you know, a a yacht and like all this crazy stuff, but like you want to be able to live your life. You want to be able to go to dinner and not have to worry about what the check is. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's our goal. Our goal is to be able to provide a life for ourselves as well as Nora and our, our next one and be able to provide a, a life for them where, um, you know, we don't have to worry about what dinner is going to cost yeah. and and just have that
0: comfort. Yeah. yeah, Makes a lot of sense. Well, and I, I appreciate that part of your goal is happiness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. That feels like one of those things that, um, I think a lot of people planning a business sort of leave out of the equation. For sure. There's the financial goals, there's the time goals, there's, you know, independence of place has become a big thing. Now I want to be able to work from anywhere, but leaving out, I want to be happy along the way while I do it, uh, leads to a lot of people being pretty frustrated and, and, yeah. and sad and down in their work hundred percent. Because they haven't committed to, I want to do this in a way that makes me and my family happy too. And so they haven't set up their business in a way that will produce happiness. For sure. For sure. That's a huge component of, of where I've been, where I am currently
1: and where I want to be is this, you know, looking for happiness. I mean, what, it's so easy to get caught up in the news and everything and <laughs> uh, news and politics and just like stuff like that, where it's like, if you, if, if that's all you do is get wrapped up in these negative things, like you're not going to be happy and then what's the point of any of it yeah so that's yeah i'd say so if we go back to what our goals are i mean maybe the money is second i i mean well not maybe absolutely the money is second i'd say happiness is the number one thing so
0: um i say that's true for me as well like i i not that everything in work is going to be easy right mm -hmm. happiness doesn't isn't the opposite of challenges and struggles um but i'm sort of consistently doing an audit on my life and in my work and how i'm how i'm doing it Mm -hmm. like is this hap? is this going to be make me happy long term does it seem like i've been happy doing this for the last three months 12 months Mm -hmm. and obviously you're going to go through periods where it sucks it's hard it's whatever you're frustrated you get deals falling apart yeah agents frustrate you whatever but consistently, am I finding satisfaction and happiness in my work? And am I is my family getting a version of me that makes them happy?
1: Yep, for sure. And I think part of that too, is making sacrifices and knowing that they're temporary. Yeah. Like when before I got into real estate, and I worked in mortgage, I would commute to downtown Minneapolis every single day. And I knew that 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 wasn't a realistic thing for me. But I knew mm-hmm. that it was temporary in order to get from where I was to where I wanted to be. Yeah. And and have that happiness. It's not that I wasn't happy then. But I knew that I'm making a sacrifice now so that i can be happy later yeah. um but on that same note you know choosing happiness now is also important too because like you said you, there can be challenges but you can either choose to to get your get down on it or you can you know choose to still be happy and know that 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 challenge does not dictate who you are and how you feel
0: yeah good wisdom so. there deep wisdom um okay so a couple of things uh, points I want to drive home but then I, I want to ask you if there's anything that you want to make sure you want, that, that you want to make sure you add here. Um you know of course we've got JPW agents listening to this new agents seasoned agents you're kind of you and I are both kind of in between you know we haven't been in the business yeah. 20 years but we're not rookies either. Yeah. Um and so I think a couple of the points you've made that need to be hammered home are obviously the consistency thing. Find a business plan, decide on a business plan that fits you, that you mm-hmm. think will bring happiness to you in your work, and stick with it. Commit to it. Yep. Don't, don't, eh, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. We'll see what happens. You know, I'll work a little bit today, maybe tomorrow, we'll see. Yep. And then I'll work 15 hours on Saturday. What, well, you know, yeah. Find a plan, <clears throat> um, have a goal, have a big why, something that you're driving toward that you can be consistent with. Yep. Make good sacrifices along the way, mm-hmm. make smart sacrifices in service of your goal. I love that. Um, what else what else do we need to make sure that agents are hearing from you like what or, or maybe this is a better way to ask the question. Yeah, go, go for it. Yeah,
1: no, it's it's find a mentor or find people oh. to look up to. It doesn't even have to be somebody that you know or somebody okay. that you're gonna spend time with, but be able to look up to in and and maybe it's like maybe it's a celebrity or something, maybe it's someone on TV, but maybe it's somebody that you personally know too. And then just kind of, you know, watch what they do mm-hmm. and, and try and model that. And I mean I think that you're a perfect example of that. I mean you exemplify the person that you know you want to be able to work with work in real estate together with or be able to go to happy hour with and you know try to be that try to model that yeah and so um so yeah i'd say pick one of those yeah two, i love three that. top people
0: that's great advice I, I i've gotten so much out of connecting with multiple people who's i mean over the years dozens and dozens and dozens of people who i say i really like what their life looks like mm-hmm. and it's usually not someone who's Sometimes it's someone who's wealthy, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's just someone who's like, yep, it looks like they enjoy their work. It looks like they have a good relationship at home. I mean, sometimes how, how much can you know until you really get to know someone? But yeah. I, I like what they've got going on or I like these components of what they've gone on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to f- seek them out yep. and figure out how they got there. Mm-hmm. Like. I think that's massive.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. And I, and I think you know it's also like reading. It's doing the things yeah. that you know you might they might be kind of like heavy lifting things. And again, making sacrifices. Like so, we had talked last time we had got together. We had talked about like what a, what are we reading and stuff. So I think yeah. that's a big component. And there's people who are heavy readers like yourself, and then there's people like me who I'd call probably like moderate to even light. So then the the books that I do read, I pick and choose pretty wisely, yep. and then really hammer home home on them. And um, I, I'd mentioned one of them that's not real estate related uh, is Jack Canfield's yeah. uh, Success Principles. I think that that's just a really easy, it's an easy read. It's business minded. It's not real estate focused, but it's by a good author, Jack Canfield, mm-hmm. the chicken noodle soup for your right. soul. Um, like that for me, it, it the the whole book is how do you get from where you are to where you want to be mm. and and that in itself is kind of what we're talking about in goals right so um yeah finding mentors and people to look up to and then yeah doing reading even if it's light
0: yeah the uh i put that book on my list after you mentioned it i think it's third or fourth down you're giving me way too much credit for how much reading i do and like yeah the volume of reading i do i think that for me it's it's funny when i so when i was in grad school i was um going to do a phd and i asked i I went in and met with my advisor who's a it was a world-renowned scholar and i said look i'm i'm trying to figure out if i should do this i'm not I'm not the um, I'm not the smartest guy in the room in these grad school rooms. I'm never the mm-hmm. smartest guy and I'm a pretty slow reader. I read about as fast as I talk, which is exactly mm-hmm. what you're not supposed to do. Yep, probably me, too. It, yeah, <laughs> well, because I say the words out of my head inside my head while I read. You're not supposed to do that. Yeah, that's what I do. So I can't read faster than I talk. Um, but again, I think a lot of agents figure uh, you know, 300 page book, who's got the time? Like, yeah, nobody does. Yeah. But twenty minutes a day. If you read mm-hmm. twenty minutes a day, mm-hmm. you can read twenty books in a year. Yep, and that's it for sure. So that's what I find helpful. And my advisor told me that he was kind of like, "Yeah, you are you are steady, consistent guy. Mm-hmm. If you just stick at that, you'll be able to read everything you need to read. You'll be the finished PhD." Blah blah blah. Yep. and that's proven so true for me for sure. And even you know, you don't
1: have to be on to the next newest hottest thing because it, yeah. it seems like it always is that. It's like, what are you reading now? Oh, it's the next thing. Oh, it's the hottest right. thing. We got to do it. If you found a book that you like and that gave you energy and and pointed you in the right direction, go back and reread it. Yeah. I'd say that my top like five books I've reread multiple times, and that's 100%. because that's what works for me. And then there's ones that I'll pick up and I get a chapter or two in, and I'm kind of like, eh, I'm not going to waste my time on this. It might be yeah. the best book ever, but for me, I'm I got to tap out and go back to what works for
0: me. Well, in a lot of books that come out, you know, it's a twenty five, it's a two hundred fifty page book wrapped around a twenty five page idea.
1: For sure, <laughs> so yeah. you can
0: read the first chapter and then read. <laughs> The you know first and last paragraph a and Netflix miniseries that should have been a movie exactly exactly <laughs> right well and this the books thing ties really well into what you said about mentors mm-hmm. like asking people that you know finding someone that you admire in real estate or you like where they've gone you're, you you uh, you know you appreciate their business and finding out what they've read mm-hmm. what resources have they imbibed that have been helpful to them yep. and you're 100 right going back to them someone told me early on in my real estate career uh, read. Read The Millionaire Real Estate Agent by Gary Keller. For sure. Read Ninja Selling by Larry Kendall. For sure. And then just keep reading them. Yep. (laughs) Just read them over and over and over. Because they're basically the same model. Yeah. Essentially. (laughs) Just read them over and over. Or read them once highlight what you need to highlight and then once mm-hmm. the you come back and read your highlights or get it on audiobook and just keep hearing it yep i think those two th- uh, my top five list has those two oh, also jack Canfield's
1: success principles and think and grow rich by yes. napoleon hill i mean that's one that i think classic. that yeah total timeless classic that can be applied to any any field and you and so when you go back to mentorship i mean that a big component of that is finding like what did they call it like your mastermind group yeah and and surrounding yourself kind of aligning and um and working to get you know surround yourself with people who want to ha- who have the same goals and um and that's that's part of it i can't think of my fifth off i was gonna say that head. was only four yeah, yeah. uh there's a yeah, fifth uh, in there rich dad poor dad Uh, uh that's a Th- top that's contender top contender okay. but it wasn't in my
0: top five okay. uh don't I'll, it'll come to it'll me come later be, okay. <laughs> um yeah those the ones you mentioned i mean i haven't read the canfield one yet but uh those are all up there um i would also put on the list if you're if you're a person who wants to have happiness in their work mm-hmm. and wants to feel good about how they're engaging with people in sales i think the go giver is one that i'd probably yeah. put in my top 5 I it's read it's, that one. it's a it's a parable i mean i read it in 3 hours on a flight wow um, it's a parable of a, a businessman who kind of gets into a funk mm-hmm. and finds out Oh f- finds a wiser older kind of mentor figure who mm-hmm. sort of reset him on the concept of value. Yep. You need to provide value. What what it's essentially a sales book about karma. Mm-hmm. What you put out there will come back around.
1: Yep, for you sure. Know? I think I haven't read that book, but is it similar to like Victor Frankel's uh, Man's Search for Meaning? Ooh, because man, that's kind of because that's kind of the same type of thing as far as yeah. like finding your purpose and finding your meaning and then yep. being able to you know kind of thrive on that.
0: God, I wish that book was on everyone's reading list. Yeah, and it's totally not business related at all. Zero percent business related. It's a guy writing from the midst of the Holocaust. Mm-hmm essentially reflecting on how he survived the camps and talking about how significant finding purpose is and how that was the differentiator between life and death for people. Yep, At the depths of despair, how are you going to conduct yourself? Yeah, man, that's a heavyweight book. Yeah, for sure. Put that on your list. Okay. Well, hey, anything else you want to make sure you add, Alex? This has been great. Um,
1: I want to keep this conversation going. I know, but, <laughs> but um, no. I mean, I think th- there's just so much more than just just real estate. And I think trying to be a better person, it will also it'll come back and it'll all it'll all pay off. So yeah. read those books that are not business related and not yeah. not uh, you know real estate related. And you know, just do good, uh, put your best foot forward, and and work hard. <laughs> well,
0: maybe. Okay, before we end, can we just, because this is a passion I think both of you and, you and I have. We want to invest in our, we want to invest in us as, as people. Mm-hmm. We want to invest in our humanity. We want to invest in our souls, let's just call it. Mm-hmm. Um, are there resources, are there things that have been really helpful for you in that? Like, let's just leave aside, be a great realtor for a second. What about yep. be a great person? Because that's going to help you be a great realtor. Mm-hmm. What, what have been some of the things that have been really useful to you? Um... I don't know if there's like a
1: certain golden ticket, but it's just kind of self-awareness being, you know, knowing what you want in life, like for, you know, what, like we've discussed happiness and what. What does that look like? What do you want that to be? And yeah. um, I don't know. I don't have some magic answer <laughs> no, to no, that. I, yeah, um, but but just um, be true to yourself and and you know set goals for yourself. You know whether they're monetary or or you know emotional or whatever they might yeah. be. But set goals and. Um, and
0: stick to them decide on the person you want to be exactly and continue to make uh choices and decisions and have conversations that are steady and consistent with that model of who you want to be 100 percent. great alex man i love talking with you (laughs) i love talking with you on mic i love talking with you at happy hour we're going to keep doing this feelings mutual all right thanks man (laughs) thanks Thanks, everybody for uh, tuning in to the jpw interview series we'll have uh more great people like alex along the way